Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Evan Williams. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspects of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kletchik. Andy, how are you doing? Can't complain. Uh, you know, surviving our shit weather that we've had the last couple of weeks, we have uh, we've had a few days where we've hit into teens and negatives for temperatures so you know surviving that but other than that not bad definitely <clears throat> well um i just have to say with my la- my last week especially every once in a while you just get lucky you gotta be like <laughs> wow uh, you gotta be grateful yeah. for what you're what you're given and what kind of where you're at in life and you know i do think being grateful is a very important aspect of uh you know happiness i have to be grateful for you know the hookup i have currently um you know i think this show has helped just my personal uh, connection, you know, fascination yeah. with bourbons spurred on by you and my desire to just buy a bunch of these rare whiskeys bunch has, of them, yeah. has really led to me developing a pretty awesome collection of bourbon over the last couple, you know, like really five months. Ish, um, like this week, especially, we got a couple uh, like rare finds that I think we're going to be definitely taking advantage of over the next, you know, couple months or so. Uh, but I just had a bottle of Stag Junior just fall <laughs> into my lap. Uh, lucky. This past week, which was, yeah, very, very lucky. And yeah, I got to be happy about that. I let you have a sample of it earlier. Of course, <laughs> it's, it's exquisite, um, especially for how powerful it is. I had yeah. no idea it was 130 proof. That's crazy. Yeah, it runs but, a bit hot there. Yeah, but I got that. Of course, I've got the. Uh, I got, was able to get my hands on another bottle of Buffalo Trace without having to you know go further than a mile and a half from my house, which is really nice. Um, I got that Elijah Craig toasted barrel, and I got the. Um, what Russell's is it? The Reserve. Russell Reserve. Yeah, uh, for that special selection. What is it? Private selection there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I, we were doing Evan Williams today, so I would grabbed a bottle of the single barrel Evan, Evan Williams to go along yeah. with. Uh, we're actually going to be sampling the regular Three bourbon. Three different ones. Yeah, and yeah. then the uh, the 1783, right? Yeah, the small batch. Yeah, so, I mean, we're both uh, probably, you know, building up a pretty good collection here. I know you've got <laughs> so you, you locked down some Blantons earlier this year, and you got a couple, yeah. you know, the, these Evan Williams. Evan Williams is under underrated brand. I'm excited to, to, to dive into it. But, yeah, man, I think I just feel like everything's good, and we're just, we, we just got to keep things rolling the podcast is doing well numbers wise we're not you know we're still just kind of hanging out we're not really um monetizing at this point but things are going really well and i'm looking forward to how things are going to progress and with everyone supporting us it's been great and i'm really excited about the future of the podcast and some of these we're going to really have i think we're really going to do some awesome shows and some great uh have some great content coming up and we're going to taste some delicious bourbon some really rare stuff in in the future and yeah, uh, I'm really excited about it. And it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. We're going to get some video content, get a good tour of some of the distilleries. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're just, Andy's, Andy's crushing it. And uh, Andy's a big part of, you know, main, the main part of why this is all happening. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. And, uh, so, Andy, uh, as the man of the hour, you might as well just jump right on in. Tell him everything they need to know about Evan Williams. Well, first we need to do something for this week. Oh, of course. That's true. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, sir. Salute. Mm. Salute. Yeah. So, I mean, as you said, John... Um, you know, and alluded to uh, this Oh, week. yeah, that's a great bourbon. Very 17, good. $17 a bottle for like a fifth, I think? 15 17 bucks. Yeah, that's... And I can find it for like 13 to 16 bucks. That's super smooth bucks, for, the, for the, the price. That is really good quality. Yeah. Super smooth. Um, but it's like, it also has a little bit of a kick at the end, even though it's like yeah. smooth. It's still got, it's got that bourbon edge to it, which I really like. Um, right now, I'm thinking over, you know, definitely over... 
Um, Jim Beam. I'm going to place yeah. it over Jim Beam just right off the bat. And I'm definitely going to place it over. Well, it's right there with Wild Turkey. Yeah, maybe I mean, for the price I think, point, I think it especially like when you get the price. In, yeah, right. Especially in my opinion. for the price point, if you're factoring everything in, you look at the higher levels of Evan Williams. It's gonna be inter- It's gonna be hard to compete. I'm really excited about this podcast, and um, yeah, man, that's yeah. that's super uh, tasty. Yeah, uh, of course, this is one. Uh, you know, it was originally founded in about 1783 under well, literally the name Evan Williams is their founder, uh, who is a Welsh. Welsh immigrant to what is now, of course, Louisville, Kentucky, in the Louisville area. Love it. Um, rumor has it that this was, and this is the story that they go off of, that his distillery and operations there in the Louisville area actually were the first commercial, the first legally operating commercial distillery. Although, of course, there are some rumors that that is disputed. Uh, it may have, may have not been the first commercial distillery in the area but the first one that's reported at least okay and that's what everybody kind of goes with uh of course currently they're not um they still have a lot of operations in the louisville area they have their more or less their main tourist tour attraction there in uh louisville the spot that's on the um kentucky the bourbon trail there in kentucky okay although now of course they're uh, being distilled under the huge Heaven Hill umbrella, uh, out in or in the Louisville area, and then bo- bottled in Bardstown. Heaven Hill really is coming up pretty aggressively yeah. in the bourbon game right now. They have They've been got for some a good while. options there. You look at Evan Williams. You got, of course, you got Heaven Hill bourbon. Yeah. You got Evan Williams. You've got <laughs> Elijah Craig. You got Henry McKenna, which was the 2019 oh. bourbon of the year. That yeah, we did all that episode good on. Yeah, we did that episode a couple weeks back. Those are, like you said, those are all great options. That's yeah. a crazy impressive portfolio. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to do a Heaven Hill podcast in the very near some future. sometime. That's coming. Uh, yeah, that's definitely that might have to be our next one. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll that, have to figure it out. Yeah, guys, let us know on Instagram and Facebook and uh, on the podcast. Uh, you know, on the Apple Podcast and everything. Which 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 ones you want next? We're gonna do yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, as you were saying, it's it's definitely something that's well recognized. I mean, Evan Williams, at least as of 2010, that I could find. I couldn't find more recent data. You know, they were uh, the second largest or best selling bourbon based on I think quantity of bottles sold. Um, they're the second largest selling brand behind actually Jim Beam, uh, which is, I mean, even in of itself, an accomplishment. Of course. Um, outside of any other accolades that you could get. It's because it's so, so it's such a good price point and so delicious at that yeah. point. It's, yeah. It's not surprising that they're crushing it like that. Yeah, it definitely uh, hits above its weight class there for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it was something that, while the brand itself was kind of founded in 1783 by Evan Williams, really as we know it, it wasn't founded until, or the bourbon as we know it wasn't introduced until about 1957, so after Prohibition. So it was still kind of operating prior to that, legally before Prohibition, but it wasn't really, as we know it, um, operating and selling on the market, as far as I could find, at least. And I think it's technically the first stop along as i was saying the Bur- kentucky bourbon barrel 
or Kentucky Bourbon Trail. And, and, yeah. it's, and when you say first stop on the Bourbon Trail, that it, it, that's the location there in downtown Louisville, right? Yeah. Okay. It's the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience there in Louisville, gotcha. Kentucky. Um, yeah, it's very interesting because you look for like pictures of the distillery and things like that. It definitely it, it reminds me a lot of Michter's where it has like yeah. that downtown like Louisville, but it has like that Brooklyn vibe where it's kind of like a, almost like a New York style building yeah, in a downtown a area bit. that the distillery is inside. It's not really... This it's not it's a very different vibe. For, it's like a very urban vibe compared to a lot yeah. of the other distilleries that are like rolling hills out in the like, like the Jim Ken- Beam out in or Kentucky, Buffalo Trace exactly like right out there in like the in the hills of Kentucky. Basically, yeah, it's a very different vibe. It's a very urban Brooklyn esque vibe down in, in downtown Louisville area. There, kind of like Michter's it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, Old Forester. Yeah, um, those yeah. two for sure. At least they're tour stops yeah, all yeah. along it. Um, I don't know where where is the where where, where are the where's it barreled at? Um, so it's barrel. It's so Heaven Hill actually does it at their Louisville location. They do okay. the the distil. To my understanding, at least they do the distillation and okay. barreling and so they aging. do all of that at Heaven Hill. Yeah, but then like the main like Evan Williams location is technically considered downtown Louisville. Yeah, for the um, for like their tours and everything. Gotcha. Is that Louisville Bourbon Experience? But can you tour um, Heaven Hill? I think you can tour Heaven Hill. I think that's actually on the um, trail as well, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, of course, it's a separate tour, and you're focusing primarily on Heaven Hill at that point. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, you would kind of want both experiences, yeah. basically. Yeah, it, it's definitely a very good experience to go there to the Evan Williams and focus solely on that. Gotcha. To kind of get their history. In current traffic, looks like Heaven, uh, Heaven Hill and the downtown Louisville area is about 45 minutes from each other. Yeah, it's not too bad. You, so you could definitely do both of those in, in one day. Yeah. And then, of course, they, as I was saying earlier, then they bottle in um, Bardstown. Gotcha. So it's kind of, they have like those three different right. places they do right. everything at. Cool. But, um, you know, it's something that, of course, a lot of history even just behind the, uh, Evan Williams' name. I mean, he was... Someone that was instrumental to just Louisville as a city. I mean, it was something that in about 1797, I think he was elected their wharf master along there along the Ohio River. Okay. And then, uh, you know, was a master stonemason and kind of, if you will, helped found Louisville, as I said. Uh, Jack of all trades. Like, he helped build... Um, a lot of, I think, their docks for the time, being the wharf master, helped with a lot of their commerce there. When you say he helped found, so when you say he helped found Louisville, that's because he was like bringing bit commerce into the I, city. He was help. I, I think he was either helping bring it in or helping monitor it along the Ohio River as it passed along. Gotcha. Along so he was the making them like a main stop on a major river. Yeah, I, to my understanding, brought a lot of business story. in. It yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. That, yeah, that's crazy that he had that role, but in the yeah. economics of that city and this that region, but also is yeah is involved in one of the you know finest and mo- most popular bourbons in the world. That's yeah crazy. Yeah, I mean, of, exactly. He True put, Renaissance man. Yeah, and of course, I mean, literally, he almost kind of he had his hands almost in everything because he helped um, set up Lovells and that I forget that county's name, but the county. And city's first courthouse, their first clerk's office, and first jail, among like several other, of course, key, you know, government like public space buildings, if you will. So he really kind of had his hands in everything in helping shape at least early Louisville um, history and everything there. On top of you know, obviously bringing the bourbon game to the city. 
Right. So it was something that, uh, you know, without him, of course, we probably wouldn't have this brand of bourbon, as well as probably not having maybe even arguably Louisville as a city. Right. Uh, you know, one of the biggest cities in Kentucky alone, if not the Midwest, America. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, Jefferson County there in uh, the Louisville area. That, okay. That's like encompasses a lot. It's not just downtown. It's a big portion, kind of it stretches a little bit outside of the city. There. Okay. Yeah. Uh, of course, currently, I can't find what they were originally, their original mash bill was or anything like that. But uh, currently, I think they do Heaven Hill. They're, I think, distilled using Heaven Hill's standard mash bill, the 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. I think that's Heaven Hill's standard mash bill. Okay. If I remember correctly. Um, and they have actually quite a few different um, products. Uh, they have, of course, the white label bottled in bond. I think they also have a green label. I have never fa- seen the green label, um, but I I think they have that as well, and then or at least have had that. And of course, the three that we'll be trying today, as you as we alluded to earlier, uh, of course, just their standard um, black label, which is an eighty three proof. Uh, pre, it's non age statemented currently, but you know in the past it's been age statemented as a seven year old bourbon. Hmm. Um, and then the single barrel, which you got, uh, and then the 1783, uh, which is their small batch again, non-age statemented, but in the past has been age statemented on the bottles as a, uh, 10 year. Yeah. Um, all of them are in about that 80 to 86 proof. It's about 40 to 43% alcohol by volume there. Um, all of them, at least here in the Cincinnati area, run you about, as we were kind of saying earlier, about that thirteen to eighteen dollar um, price range, a fifth at least. Um, that's what I could find both mine at. I think I spent and spending about thirty bucks for the uh, both the seventeen eighty three and just the regular bourbon combined. The single barrel was about twenty five. Okay, so yeah, I mean they're very affordable bourbons, kind of shoot in that price range of like Jim Beams, Buffalo Trace, a lot of your standard um, bourbons that you can find on the market there. Cool. And then of course they have a few other ones, a bunch of different liqueurs that they do. Most of the big brands do, you know, like their eggnog uh, and other different flavored ones. And then also have, at least have had, I've never seen them, a red label 101 proof and then a 23 year. Uh, I I can't ever find those, so I don't know if those are still on the market or not. But that's pretty much more or less all their products that they've had, um, at least sometime on the market. I've had a chance to try several several of those: the bottle and bond, the black label, uh, the single barrel, and the seventeen eighty three, and I think also the red label. They're hundred and one proof. All of them are very good. I like them personally. I think my favorite is either the. Uh, Single barrel or the 101 proof when I've tried them. Nice. Yeah, I've only ever had the regular Evan Williams before. And then, of course, I've been drinking that here throughout yeah. the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to try the single barrel. I'm also very excited about the, the 1783. Um, I'm, of course, we're not going to do the 101. We'll maybe we'll do that one if later we can find on it. in the show. Yeah, yeah or yeah, we'll, we'll find yeah, it. Yeah, like, comp- like do a competition one yeah, against we'll, some other stuff. We're going to definitely loop back around on a lot of the bourbons we've been doing to, to when there's like new types. Like we did Elijah Craig not too, you know, a few, you know, a couple months back yeah. or a month back, whenever it was. And uh, we just, I just got that toasted barrel. Like we'll go back yeah. and we'll do another Elijah Gotta Craig episode. It'll be like shorter one, just real quick recap on the history, maybe even t- 
taste like a their best original, original or again, kind of see if our, our our palates have changed at all. But we'll definitely yeah. get into some of those new, uh, you know, those new, new uh, bourbons we're grabbing. All right, guys, everyone, pour yourself a glass of the Evan Williams. Uh, we're going to first start off, of course, with the Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and then we're going to move on to there from the other three as well. So pour yourself a glass of Evan Williams, and we'll get this party started. All right, now that everyone has their uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey by uh, Evan Williams, Kentucky's first distiller, allegedly, yeah. uh, get that poured. Now that you got that poured, we're going to go ahead and start the tasting here. Of yeah. course, we're going to start off with the nose. I mean, straight off the bat for the nose, nothing for me really spikes up too much. I get yeah. a bit of a... Um, nothing stands out. Yeah, I mean, I get a bit of like a... Uh, Almost like an almond or walnut yeah. nutty flavor off nutty. of it. Something like that to I'm, me. I'm getting like a campfire type vibe, like a smoky wood a little vibe bit. off of it. Yeah, like, yeah, like woody, like woody, but not so much like, like very, oaky very barrel. Light though. Very, yeah, not, yeah, it's not oaky. No, it's like, a, yeah. it's more smoky than anything. I yeah. feel like it, but it's very, it's very light. It's like if you're standing off from the campfire, like you can smell yeah. a campfire in the air, but it's not like you're right by it. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of get that. It's not, exactly. I mean, like you said, it's not. It's more like a campfire or camping woods, yeah. wood and smoke smell there. Not so much like actual barrel. Yeah, oak. yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's sorry, let's give it a taste. It's very smooth. Yeah, it's a little got a little sweetness to it. Yeah, again, kind of like like I was yeah, exactly a little bit of like a. That's not me, super sweet. It's not yeah. like a Michter's bourbon sweet, but it is. It's like a nutty a sweetness little, to me. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like if you had um, like to me if you had like almond butter or peanut butter sweetness. Yeah, exactly. I agree, one hundred percent. I did get a little. I was still getting a lot of smoky wood in in the finish as well. Yeah, just um, a bit there. I, I got it a lot in the not so much in the palate, but a lot in the finish, a lot in the nose. It kind of uh, creates a smooth finish. Yeah, yeah. Like not like we were saying, kind of on the nose. Like nothing jumps up too much. It, it's but, very distinguished. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna do the for the next tasting. We're gonna go ahead and do the Evan Williams seventeen. 83 small sour uh, small small batch sour mash if i can use my words today so that's what we're going to do next we're going to uh, go ahead and take a break real quick finish off our bourbons and then we'll jump right back in all right so now we got our 1783 uh, glasses poured here so we're going to dive right on into the tasting of that as well let's of course start with the nose a little bit more leather on that for me yeah like a leather like a little bit tinge of sweetness but on the leather, but a little bit more leather acetone on there for me. I get uh, the leatheriness too. Yeah. It's like almost like a new car type leathery. A little with bit the, with with like um yeah with like a fruity with like a fruity spice. Yeah, it's like if you, yeah, it's like if you had um yeah, it's like if you had like new car with like new car leather with um with like a dark fruit like some kind yeah. of like plum and like a little bit of or honey or something have you ever seen the stuff like where they that they use like the wood polish or stuff that they use yep. where it's like the orange yeah like orange smell about. and stuff yeah that's yeah. what it kind of reminds me of a bit right that smell i mean i'm not getting orange but i'm getting like a darker fruit <clears throat> yeah but like, a like fruity yeah yeah kind of a fruity like that that's what it reminds me of yeah definitely let's give it a taste I think it's very, I think it's very smooth. I'm yeah. getting more of the, 
like citricky orange type note that you mentioned yeah. in the actual taste. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more um, of that citrus yeah. note on the taste than on the nose. I'm still getting me. a lot of wood hints. Um, yeah, a little, I, a little bit of sweetness, but it's not yeah. like a. I got more of a honey sweetness in the yeah, nose. I'm in the of, palate. I'm getting more of like a, like a caramely, like a. Like a car- like, yeah, like yeah. a caramel type. Yeah, I kind of get like a caramel or honey note on the taste. Um, I still get like some of that nutty sweetness on it, but a lot of that's comparative to like what we had it with the uh, just the regular bourbon. Mm-hmm. But that nut note in it is just far more muted yeah. in the small batch. Yeah, and it's a much. It's just uh, and, and it's a very short finish. Yeah, kind of. I do get a little bit of the yeah. nuttiness in the wood in the finish, but it's still it's a very short finish. Really, yeah. does not quickly. stick around. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one that's not as lingering as the regular Evan Williams. It's not a lingerer. It's very very yeah. smooth. Uh, now that just makes me even more excited for the single barrel. Uh, we're, so everyone, we're gonna finish up our uh, tasting here of the um, of the seventeen eighty three, and we're gonna jump right into the Evan Williams single barrel vintage. All right, folks, now we are on to our final bourbon of the day. This is the Single Barrel Vintage by Evan Williams. It looks like this one was barreled on January 12th, 2013. It was barreled number 58, and it was bottled on January 11th, 2021. So about seven going years. going to now go ahead. Yeah, about seven years. So we're going to go ahead and uh, indulge here. How, how old does it have to be to consider it a bourbon, Andy? Mid- it has to be... Well, it can be it minimum per, for like a Kentucky straight. I mean, I mean, you can put it in. You can put it in. I think for as long, as long or as short as you want to be, to be considered a, to be considered a bourbon. But I think really to be considered true bourbon, at least in Kentucky, it has to be like to be considered a Kentucky bourbon. It has to be one to two years aged in Kentucky, minimum more or less two years, and then for a straight bourbon. It has to be at a minimum two to four years. Gotcha. And then bottled and bond has to be minimum four years. And we're here looking at almost seven. Yeah. Love Which it. I think is like the perfect just for any bourbon is roughly, in my opinion, like the perfect age. Right around and seven. Six to ten six, years six to, okay. for, for my palate. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's give it yeah. a try. Let's, of course, start with the nose here. Mm. A little bit stronger there. I get a little bit stronger oak and campfire smoke there on the nose um, than anything. Honestly, out of all the bourbons, it's it, it 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 falls a little flat for me. I'm not getting a lot of yeah. My, I'm not getting much of anything off of it. It's very yeah. it is very uh, light, very very light smelling bourbon to be to, in, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see if it is a bold, has a bold taste or if it's kind of just like very similar to the regular Evan Williams. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, let's see here on the taste. It's good. I like it a lot. It's not, it's but it, not bad. It doesn't, it doesn't knock my socks off, though. Yeah, for a, sing, for a single barrel, leaves a lot to be desired for me I agree. personally. Smooth. Um, oaky, oakiness with still some... Well, it has an oak... Oak feel, oak taste to it, but with some sweetness still. Yeah. But when you're comparing it to like the regular Evan Williams, it, it's not really jumping I, out I at sa- me. Yeah, I'd save like half the price and just get the regular Evan Williams. Right. Um, it, it's good. I would say maybe, maybe I would probably, yeah. if I had to rank them, I would put it above the regular Evan Williams. But if we're looking at, 
you know, 25, 26, you know, $25 versus 15 or $17. 13 to 15 but Yeah, whatever it is like for the regular. Like, for the regular. I think at, the, at Madeira, I think I saw seven. I was, I thought, I think I saw, I want to say it was $15 maybe. Yeah. Um, and this one was, I think, twenty five. So like a ten dollar difference for the taste. I'd like save I would the money. go with the regular one, yeah. which not that there's not a knock on the single barrel. Single barrel is good. It just doesn't, it doesn't stand out. It's not like yeah. where you're gonna look at like a new riff Kentucky straight bourbon versus yeah. a new riff single barrel. Go there's with the single huge, barrel. Exactly. Obviously, like it's gonna difference. be way better. Or like um, or, even you know, like ways, you know, yeah. It's just that's such an exceptional whiskey. This one, it's not really standing out to me. In yeah. Or like even Blanton's as a single barrel. Yes. Oh, or like Huge. Buffalo Trace, or like you know any of the yeah. ones, any of the big name ones that were like, you know, yeah. Four Roses, for example. Uh, you know. Yeah. Or like a, bu- a Buffalo Trace, just standard uh, store pick there. Yeah. Single barrel or small batch. There's just a lot more flavor, Definitely. and it's just. You know, it's it's not a. I mean, like you said, it's not necessarily a knock on Evan Williams or single barrel. No, not it's at all. It's just comparative to what like everybody else is doing in the market for single barrels. This just falls flat. Yeah, a little bit. And so I'd rather save that money. I've never had single barrel from uh, Jim Beam or from Wild Turkey, uh, but this one is. I've, you know, it's this is not when we're talking single barrels. It's not up there with like New yeah. Riff. Or it's not up there yeah. with. You know, most of the single barrel, Four Roses, the most of the ones that we've talked about so far. Yeah. I would say I would prefer the Evan Williams single barrel over 1792. Really not a fan of that one. Same. Um, but yeah, when you look at, but it's just such, the, the regular bourbon is such, a, is such a great product. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to go for the single barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd have to agree, agree with you there um, for the most part on your assessment there. Again, it's a good product. I mean, for a single barrel. Considering the price, for, uh, comparative to what most other brands do with their single barrels, I'd still buy it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you can buy it for like like two of it for like the price of what New Rift's single barrel I, is. Of course, yeah. The price point is always um, going to be a is always going to be factor. a dissuading yeah, pers- yeah. A persuasive factor. I agree. for anybody. Yeah, but um, I think where I'd have to disagree with you to an extent is I'd have to put this in just a regular um, Evan Williams tied. Of the three that we've tried today, put those in a tie or very close one, two. Like, I can't necessarily distinguish. And then put yeah. the, the small batch, the 1783, in third place there. Yeah. No, I get that. It's like a 1A, 1B type situation. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. And I, I, like, I, I think as, like, a mixer for a single barrel... This would be a good like mixer like or like a cocktail you make a mean type one. Old fashioned one. Yeah. With the, especially yeah. with a single barrel, you make a mean old fashioned. Or like a ginger ale or yeah. like tonic and bourbon. Absolutely. Might be a good one. Nailed it. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe. Leave a review. Please leave a review. And listen, when you leave us a review, don't just give us stars, whether you're negative or positive. We don't want just the give us stars. Opinions. We want the actual opinions. We want the actual feedback. We saw we got a couple reviews over the last week or a couple weeks here, uh, a negative review. Uh, we don't know why they gave us a negative review. It's just one star. We don't know any why. Any can help. Any kind of notes, feedback, it doesn't make any sense. It's kind of pointless to leave a negative review, review if you don't leave feedback on to what they should do better. Yeah. So, you know, we don't mind negative reviews. We just want to know if you are not liking the podcast, what should we do differently? What should we do better? Yeah. So let us know. And of course, if you like what we're doing, let us know that as well. Uh, again, all the Apple, pod- Apple Podcasts, all the platforms were available there. Go over to our Instagram, our Facebook, 
Twitter. We're, we're at all of them. Make it happen, folks. We're, we're going to we'll set up a Snapchat if you need us <laughs> to. Uh, we're on, uh, you follow my uh, personal Instagram, Andy's as well. But make sure you just have a great week. Uh, pour yourself another whiskey. Don't worry, America. We'll be here for you next week.